whole mass thing, really, it, it, right, it's a time in hip hop where things from my point of view started going more to what things look like opposed to what things sound like. Once it started getting more publicized and you know, it started being hip hop, started to be more of a, a money making thing, then you get these corporate ideas where you wanna put what it looks like to sell what it sounds like. We're dealing with music, so what I did was I said, all right, look, I'm gonna come with the angle of it don't matter what I look like, you know, it don't matter what the artists look like, it's more what the artists sound like. So the mask really represents the, the whole, like, to rebel against the trying to sell the product as a human being, you know what I mean? It's more of a sound, so. Good morning. Well, <laughs> for you. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know how what I mean. Doing? Yeah. How you doing? <clears throat> doing pretty good. I'm doing good. Happy New Year. Same to you. Same to you. You guys get through the New Year celebrations, okay? I take it. Yes. Yeah. We did. We, uh, we didn't really have much going on. <clears throat> well, that so makes that me pretty- happy as, as your father. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Anything? Oh, I have just a general question, like the typical. Any anything? You know, so it's bye bye to twenty twenty. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Sorry we missed last week. It was good to take some time off. Happy holidays. Um, happy holidays. Any any highlights or anything like you want to tack to the wall for twenty twenty? Something that's that year from now will look, you know, way more important than you thought, or do you think less important than it does right now? Hmm. Just kind of in general, huh? <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. I mean, if you don't, I'm just trying to stir things up a little. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, Shoot. I don't know that I have a specific, like the thing is, I think most of the stuff, that we talked about will continue to be important, at least yeah, the, the actual serious stuff. Yeah, there's nothing magical about January 1st, right? Right. Yeah. I, th- I think the cyber attack thing may grow more important over time. It, it, it hasn't really stayed in the front of the news for obvious reasons, but it seems like this long, slow burn that could be, you know, problematic. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to actually look into that more. I remember, you know, I obviously remember talking about it. I just, like you say, it hasn't been kind of front and center. Um, but yeah, I mean, the way you describe it does seem like it is kind of crossing into new territory. Yeah. Yeah, there's a piece in the New York Times this morning, or maybe it's, I guess it'd be this morning, your time anyways, and they're saying something like 18,000 different agencies and businesses. I think I have that right. I just, wow. I mean, I kind of cruise through it and have been affected. And it seems like it's, I mean, it seems like the the news just kind of goes one way. It's not like, oh, well, we over we overestimated the effect. So I think that could be a lingering thing. Billy, well, yeah. I saw, Billy, I saw on your Twitter feed that you had, you'd done a tribute to a rapper 
Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It got like seven, so far it's got like 17,000 likes and a few thousand retweets. And who Tell me about MF Doom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's just a really uh, creative artist that um, I listen to. I know Bobby listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in early high school for me, middle school. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was just a really creative artist, uh, really, you know, creative instrumentals. And, um, I don't know. He was just very different. And, uh, there was like, uh, I don't know. He was very kind of, um, pulled back and kind of, uh, withdrawn. And so everybody was kind of like, you know, eager to hear things from him, especially as he kind of stopped releasing things as regularly. Um, and I think he was kind of, uh, I think there was some kind of immigration stuff. I think he was born in, in, uh, Great yeah. Britain or England. Um, and then as like a, a baby, he was brought over, um, illegally, and so when he went on like a, a European trip or something, he got stuck in uh, London. They wouldn't let him back in the country. So that pretty much threw a wrench in everything uh, for him. And that kind of just like ended wouldn't, his. Sorry, let me ask you. It wouldn't let him back into the United States. Is that what that means? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was like never actually an American citizen. Um so, uh, he's also, I guess, just like a very kind of standoffish, very, you know, he was very hard to get a hold of. So any, like this kind of threw a wrench and everything, um, cause he just was mm-hmm. not the kind of person that was going to easily handle something like this. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just, it was like, uh, something that he was a person that meant a lot to a lot of people and it was just kind of shocking and, and, you know, it's just a letdown how everything happened because it does seem like he was just kind of hindered by that and never kind of fully recovered Mm. from that. Bobby, was he, was he like central to your musical life or your school life? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of my musical tastes are sort of linked with Billy's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always introduce each other to music. And so a lot of the things that we like, both of us like. Um, and Billy definitely did get me into Doom really early. Um, like, I think it was, I was in high school when he started listening to, maybe a little bit later than that. But it was... Uh, it was a long time ago. It was like 2003 or four. Um, wow. And that was like, yeah, that was kind of a very active part of, of his career. Um, just a really interesting, very thoughtful guy, very clearly. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a really interesting artist. Well, I didn't know anything about him. I mean, nothing at all about him. I have still haven't listened to any of his music, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dip my toe in it. I mean, I'm not sure a 63 year old is gonna get anything out of it, but but maybe. I mean, obviously, 
it touched your tribute touched a nerve to a lot of people. Billy, do you want to just like I know this is kind of this is weird because it's audio and your tribute is a is a you know a piece of artwork. But can you explain what your what it what it looks like and what it represents? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, well, first, plug your your Twitter. Okay, feed. it's thank you. It's a Gobo three D on Twitter. It's G O B O three D. Um, but uh, he always wore like a metal mask, and uh, so the um, the the artwork is uh, metal mask in a field with flowers growing around it, and uh, King Ghidra, which is a like a Godzilla kind of monster that he he wrapped under that name and that kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like flying off in the distance. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like, I, I wanted to do something for it. And that kind of, you know, was what I thought of. Well, it's very cool looking. I saw a bunch of people want or wondering if they can get a print. Are you going to, are you going to try to make that available? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel a little weird about it, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I was thinking about it. I don't know. No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to listen to MF Doom. Anybody else who's listening who doesn't know who the heck MF Doom is and, you know, dial it up. Yeah. I okay. mean, it was just, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, just one last thing. I mean, yeah, sure. just like, um, he was a very kind of like, Music lovers and I guess rap lovers really, really appreciated him. It's like a lot of people, a lot of artists really liked him. It's just like a very, I don't know, he really liked the sport of it. Um, and yeah, I just have a lot of respect for him. It's like, a, it's just very influential. But uh, yeah. Well, He's gone too soon, it sounds like. He was young, right? 40, 49? 49, 49, yeah. 49, yeah. Jeez, that seems early, doesn't it? Well, it does to me, that for certainly sure. does. All right. Uh, I'm going to focus our attention on this election that won't end. I know we've talked a lot about it, but there's just so much that's... It just is kind of entertaining and bizarre. And are you guys okay with that? And we can just, you can throw up a, a flare if you get sick of it. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a sneaky, I like my spidey sense tells me, I mean, there's, there's going to be this acceleration of craziness until something happens. And I assume that will be on the 20th when he's not let back in the door if he goes to do a rally or something like that. But Trump, I'm talking about. Um, but anyways, it's entertaining, I guess. All right. So here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay. You guys remember Melissa, Melissa Carone, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You remember her, right? Of course. She's back in the news. I don't know if you read this, but Dominion Voting Systems, you know, that's one of the, this whole Smartmatic, you Mm -hmm. know, started going after people legally, uh, I think. I think they were going after the news media, you know, Newsmax and and OAN and other right wing kind of Fox, maybe I don't know. Any rate. So Dominion Voting Systems took a page from Smartmatic, and they've got their lawyers working. And so <clears throat> here's what 
Here's a quote. Dominion, which supplied hardware and software for voting machines across the country, didn't pull any punches in calling out Carone for engaging in a smear campaign against the company, saying her claims about fraud were outlandish and baseless and calling for her to cease and desist. Here's what, uh, here's what Melissa said when they said, don't do that. Here's what she said. I don't know who the f- I think they are. Sorry, excuse my language, but they are not telling me what to do. Yeah, they're not. T- they're telling you not to do something. Anyway, so here's these guys went all they got up in her business. So there's a news reporter reading part of the cease and desist letter from Dominion to Corona. Listen to this, right? She was an IT person. That's what she said. She was a contractor there to help with the IT systems. Here's what here's what the Dominion lawyers wrote to Corona. We write to you now because you have positioned yourself as a prominent leader of the ongoing misinformation campaign by pretending <laughs> to have some sort of insider's knowledge regarding Dominion's business activities. Check this out. When in reality, you were hired through a staffing agency for one day to clean glass on machines and complete other menial tasks. <laughs> glass on machines and other menial tasks. Anyways, that's our buddy. Yeah, bro. That- Melissa Caron, you guys, where are you sitting right now? What what town? What state? We're we're in Baldwin, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Missouri. Okay. Do you know your Do you know you, who your senators are? Yeah. Do you know of this Josh Hawley guy? Of course. <laughs> so he's gonna he's he said that he is going to partner to up with the, uh, uh, the House of the Yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, he's going to dispute the electoral college vote, right? Yeah, so That's a kind I, of symbolic move. Yeah, I guess the way this works is if there's somebody, if there's somebody in the House and somebody in the Senate, and they both say we got an issue, then everything stops, and they go and debate this, whatever the issue is, for two hours, and then they come back, and so they need they need a senator who is going to you know play ball with. The, there's plenty of Republicans in the House of Representatives, and he said. He's going to go ahead and uh, participate in that. So, and the the experts say this isn't going to really change anything. It's just going to make January sixth a lot longer and maybe more interesting. I don't know. Any thoughts about that? Um, it's a it's a publicity stunt. I mean, yeah, Holly has long been seen as a like a, a a striver guy. Like he really wants to. I I think he really wants to be either a leader or um, he wants to run for president at some mm-hmm. point. <clears throat> and so this is a way to not do anything while still exactly. uh, showing your, like your allegiance to Trump voters. No, he wants to be yeah. a player. He wants to be relevant. And he's also one of the guys who co-sponsored with Bernie Sanders, the $2,000 thing, because that was another Trump thing. And so I think weird, he, he probably correctly, um, Guess that it wouldn't actually go through. So it wouldn't really cost him anything. Yeah. Oh, that's really weird. What do you think was going on with that? So Trump, Trump says he, he like stalls and stalls and stalls, says he's not going to sign the, the, um, the stimulus part of the package, right? It was a couple of pieces of legislation. I guess there was the National Defense Authorization Act, mm-hmm. you know, that was part of it. And then there was the stimulus, the, the COVID stimulus stuff. And he vetoed the the National Defense Authorization Act 
installed, 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 and finally signed it, and then immediately said, this sucks, it needs to be $2,000. And then all of a sudden, the, Republic, the Republicans are saying no, the Democrats are saying, yeah, let's do it. What was the whole, like, what, did, did Trump have some, something in mind? I mean, I think he just likes the giving people money directly thing. Like, I, I just think that's, that works well for him. <laughs> well, why didn't he do that from the beginning then? I mean, why I think didn't he, he Munch and demand that? I think part of it is that he, I think he's had an evolving sort of view of where the, the actual Republicans are in relation to him. Like, I think he's trying to plan this stuff and he's probably getting, I mean, he's probably being sort of manipulated at this point. Because it's like it's just running out the clock on him. The Republicans don't really want him to, you know. Obviously, they don't want to pay two thousand uh, dollar stimulus checks. Yeah. But it's also true that like you see this whole dance around this because I wanted to mention this on the show. Our new vice president Kamala Harris. Yeah. You know, like all talking about how we need to have this vote on this stuff and then instantly voted it down along with many of our other nice democratic senators. Wait, what did, what happened? The $2,000, the $2,000 checks were voted on. Kamala Harris voted against them along with a large chunk of Democrats, including Dick Durbin. Huh? Yeah, I didn't know. Three days ago, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I didn't think they vote. Oh, did they vote? This is the package, though. This include this included the two thousand dollars and the section two thirty stuff and the election fraud, voting fraud commission, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I think. Yeah, I don't think the senators. I don't think the senators voted up or down on just the two thousand dollar thing. I mean, well, right? That, of course, because they, was, there's no there's no way for you to get that because no one will let you have a vote on just the two thousand dollar checks. Yeah, that was McConnell's calculation. And you think that's you think that you think that she should have voted the, the Democrats should have voted up on this regardless of the Section two thirty stuff and the the voter fraud commission. I'm not saying they shouldn't. What I I think that either they should have done that or they should have actually worked to come up with a like with a proposal that works for that for two thousand yep. dollar things, which is not what any of them have been talking about. Yeah, I mean this is this is what you see every time there's actually a chance to do anything. We don't want that every time it's it's a lock that we can't do anything. We have to have this conversation about the two thousand dollar checks. Yeah. And do you think that this is, I mean, do you think this is an issue that is, is this because the, is this because the Democrats are wanting to do stuff and the Republicans basically want the government do, to do less stuff? So it's, it's easier to, you know, trip up the Democrats by throwing in stuff they don't like? Or do you no, think the Democrats just, and the Republicans want the same thing? They're, yeah, okay. And what is that? To not spend money, um, Basically, the least amount possible while not completely destroying the economy. And they probably have a much different understanding of that than we do. I would put it a different way, but maybe they're the same things. I I would say they just don't want to change things too much. But I guess that's the same. Maybe that is the same thing. 
I don't even think that's necessarily true, though, because, I mean, you see them all working to continually like keep consolidating more and more into the hands of, you know, the large corporations and things like that. Not even just large corporations, but just upward. Like yeah. they are facilitating that. It's not like they just don't care what happens. Yeah. No, no. I, I think I'm, I think I'm agreeing with you. I, but I, when I said that they don't, they want to, you know, maintain the status quo. I, what I mean is that they want to maintain, uh, you know, the stabilization of power, basically, they want to continue to have access to money, and uh, they definitely don't want people like Bernie getting traction because he's going to screw things up for them. I think. I mean, look, I'm starting to sound like you guys. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all a, it's all a money game. You would. You, I think what you're what I'm hearing you say. And I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm, I'm like noodling on it. So, you know, this will be, I'll be listening to this podcast in a week or two and I'm working out. And then it's like, oh, I understand. Now I say, oh, that makes sense. Um, I think you're saying that there are some, you know, clearly beneficial things like helping people out during a pandemic who are struggling financially through no fault of their own, right? So this is 2000 instead of 600, for example, Um they have a chance to do it. It gets it gets tied up by McConnell with the stuff that he thinks is going to blow it up for them, and they say, "Okay, well, we're not going to we're not going to vote for it." And they and they should instead say, uh, "We'll either work on it, we'll try to come up with something that's not so nasty for us, or they should just take it and say, well, you know, we'll take this and we'll fight the rest another day.'" Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah. the The thing is. I, I don't think it's a, an ideal situation to have them accept like the bill as it is or anything, but I didn't really see much in the way of creativity with the yeah. sort of the, you know, the whole process before that. It was like, well, we don't want those $2,000 checks. So, you know, it's not going to happen. Like the well, only person asking for it was, was yeah. Trump. But that's, yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's all of their calculations are based on the fact in their minds that there's an unsurmountable group of people whose job it is to just block them from doing anything. Yeah. And when you think like that, yeah. you know, like, what do you do? That's what you happens. just don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't so. try to come up, you don't try to come up with some, you don't actually do a real negotiation where you try to figure out, okay, what's really, really important to you guys and what's really, really important to us guys. And then, you know, let's figure out how we can find something that works. I mean, they could have, they could have more strictly means tested the $2,000, for example, they could have brought the cost of it way down and, and targeted it to people that needed it because not everybody does need it. I mean, some people need it a lot and I mean, really, really need it and other people don't really need it. So you could bring the, you could bring the ticket, the cost of it way, way down. And in exchange for that, you could, you know, try to loosen up some of the other stuff. There is a measure of that in the, the, the bill that was already passed. Um, yeah, but they could have done more than, more than that. Well, yeah, you could, of you, course. I, I right? guess I think that there's, I, I'm agreeing with you. There's room for, there's room for fussing around and dancing and coming up with something that's, you know, better. I don't but know you what don't these people see, do. Well, that's the thing. You don't see how like by being put in this position every time, the Democrat is always going to come across as you know, they're trying to keep money from getting to you. Like, yeah. 
by the Republicans being like, all right, well, fine, but you guys got to figure out everything else. Now the Democrats, I mean, and they are happy to do it, are the people that are just taking money away from those people that are saying, well, you don't really deserve, you don't, you don't really need it. Okay. It's, right. There's a simplicity to the universalist stuff that I think makes it attractive. That's, that's I think, a big part. I don't even know what that means. What do you mean by that? Just like when you talk about just like, okay, everybody gets a check. Oh, I see what you mean by that's universalist. That's extremely, yeah, you don't have to, like if you say, okay, everybody's going to get a check, but here's the like list of things that sort of affect whether or not you get a check. And, you know, here's like the, Here's the breakpoints for for how much you get and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's just like, um, it's just uh, there's certain situations that fall through the cracks. Like certain people make you know enough money to break past a certain limit, but they have X amount of kids or whatever, and so they're spending more on you know, and that might not be factored into <clears throat> whatever scale or threshold, uh, you know is it worked into this and it's also you know like universal is a pretty easy thing to understand and it's harder to kind of you know mess around with the levers and uh change things up a little bit than it would be where you have these kind of these thresholds or whatever where you could kind of move them around a little bit or you're kind of I don't know. It's just a little bit more obscured. And if it's universal, it's very clear cut and no one's being left out. And, you know, it's just the, it's more, I think, the frustration of the amount of money that is spent and given other places. And so it's kind of a frustration that we could do this if we, if it was a priority for us, but we for don't. Sure. For not sure. that it's you know not that it would be incredibly costly to do all this because it is just like you know there is waste there are going to be people who can afford this without the help um but yeah i don't know i mean i think your argument of having government programs that are that cover everybody is you know i think there i think it's easier to argue for that when you're talking about an ongoing program like Medicare yes, yes, or Social Security. I think the downside in this case, because this isn't an ongoing program, I think the downside in this case is people need the money pronto. And the more you, the, the more you try to target it, the more difficult it is to get people, you know, to make sure that people are actually supposed to get the checks and get them. There, there are a lot of people like, you know, we got, Gina and I got checks. We don't need it. We, yeah. Our income's low because we don't spend very much, but we don't, we don't really need the money, you know. Mm-hmm. That I don't. I think you guys are probably right. You don't really have time to fuss around with it. You don't want to create any extra hoops for the people who actually need the money. And you know, so you know, there you go. I guess I, I hold hold the thought about the Democrats and how awful they are doing their job because we're going to descend now. We've been circling around the craziness with you know with Melissa Carone and Josh Hawley, and now we're going to get into the. Sidney Powell, Louis <coughs> Gilmert, Lynn Wood world. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So Sidney Powell 
is what I'm really getting when I'm uh, some of this is about what's going to happen in Georgia and what the hell they're, you know, like what they're thinking. I don't know. Anyway, Sidney Powell argues that Georgia Senate races may be rigged in favor of the Republicans because that would prove that the November 3rd election wasn't rigged. <laughs> it's like the old, yeah, you get it? It's, the, it's like the double bluff. Here we go. She, she's. She's on uh, Rush Limbaugh's show. She's being interviewed by Todd Herman, who's sitting in for Rush. Okay, here we go. Let's check this out. This is about a minute. I think that's a very compelling elevator speech. And I got a tough question for you, Sydney. Um, I've asked my audience on Twitter a lot of questions for you. One of them um, is, is this. Yes or no, Sydney? do you want people to vote Republican in the Georgia race? I want Georgia to... <laughs> Well, my concern is that it's not going to matter how the people vote in the Georgia race. It obviously didn't matter how they voted nationwide, did it? It didn't, I mean, but I want people to vote in the Georgia race. Disenfranchised. Yeah, I, I, and I want people to vote in the Georgia race in incredible numbers, and I want all eyes on this because we cannot hand the Senate to these people, Sydney. We cannot do that. And I understand the, the case you just made is very compelling to me. I'm just hoping that we get people to rush in all eyes on this because all eyes will be on Georgia and and get that turnout. You don't join me in that? Well, yes. I mean, in the situation we're in now, I would suggest that everybody in Georgia turn out on Election Day and and do it again. Vote for the Republican candidates in mass numbers and and see what happens. And it might be that they've even rigged the system so that the two Republicans win so they can say, oh, see, there's no problem here. <laughs> All right. That's, see, I, I'm firmly in agreement with you. <laughs> okay, so that's her deal. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> that's great. All right, so that. That's this was all about. so that we could take control. Now, right. uh, a, we need a little a big, bit of public trust. So, yep. yeah. Bada bing, bada bing. Okay. So, here's now, here's you guys know Louis Gohmert. He's, uh, he's uh, mm-hmm. a representative in Texas, and he filed a lawsuit against Pence seeking to force Pence to decide which slates of electors are valid. Okay. So, it was this really kind of weird arguments that said basically the VP can decide whether the states you know, voting was legit or not. And if it wasn't legit, he can just say, nope, we're not going to accept a slate of uh, electors from, you know, from Georgia, let's say. Okay. And then the DOJ lawyers, the Department of Justice lawyers, argued on behalf of Pence, basically saying, hey, leave us out of this. We don't really want, <laughs> we don't we really don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. here's, so, so Gomert and uh, so it's Gomert and a bunch of electors from Arizona said that only Pence could decide which votes count. All right, and so he goes on. <laughs> the suit was dismissed by a Trump-appointed federal judge yesterday. So that's the kind of the bottom line. Then he goes on Newsmax to give his reaction. Okay, here we go. He's being he's been interviewed by somebody named Emerald. First, we have some breaking news that we need to get to, a last-minute call on a lawsuit against Vice President Mike Pence. A federal judge has tossed out a lawsuit against the vice president to overturn the election results. The Department of Justice issued the request on Pence's behalf last night to a federal judge. The suit was filed by Republican Congressman Louis Gohmert of Texas and other GOP lawmakers this week. Congressman Gohmert is joining us now. Congressman, it's great to see you. Great to see you, Emerald. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And, you know, it's good to hear from you right after this is happening. Now, the judge said that you lacked standing to sue. What, what is your reaction to this? Well, my reaction is that your monologue was perfectly on point 
this is this is an example of when the institutions that our constitution created to resolve disputes so that you didn't have to have riots and violence in the street it's when they go wrong did you get that yeah <laughs> yeah he's saying basically that the the courts made an error in this ruling and in so doing they're going to potentially incite violence in the streets. Here's the, he, he goes on, he goes on for a really long time, but here's, he, he wraps back around at the very end. Uh, basically, in effect, the ruling would be that you got to go to the streets and be as violent as Antifa and BLM. Okay, so Gomert is saying violence in the streets, all right? Okay. Trump, any, can I keep going? Yeah, there's a lot of crazy here. Okay, so Trump took took went to Twitter last night and had a like a I don't know melt, mini meltdown like he does I guess. He's arguing that the upcoming runoff elections in Georgia are illegal and invalid. Now this is like the the election the last set of you know the, the actual day election day. I mean the Democrats have well, every any, people have been voting early. A lot of Democrats have been voting early in Georgia. The it's Tuesday. He's going Monday. To do a to do a rally for Loeffler and Purdue, the two uh, Republicans that are in this runoff election, it's all very close. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> so he gets on he gets on Twitter and says that the elections are illegal and invalid. Here's what he says: Before even discussing the massive corruption which took place in the 2020 election, which gives us far more votes than is necessary to win all the swing states, only need three. It must be noted that the state legislatures were not in any way responsible for the massive changes to the voting process, rules, and regulations, many made hastily before the election, and therefore the whole state election is not legal or constitutional. Additionally, the Georgia consent decree is unconstitutional, and the state 2020 presidential election is therefore both illegal and invalid, and that would, that would include the two current senatorial runoff elections. In Wisconsin, voters not asking for applications invalidates the election. I don't even know what he's talking about there. All of this without even discussing the millions of fraudulent votes that were cast or altered. Okay, and then the New York Times says, here's what he means by the dissent decree. So Mr. Trump was almost certainly referring to a March consent decree hammered out between the Democratic Party and the Republican state officials that helped establish standards for judging the validity of signatures on absentee ballots in the state. Trump's allies have unsuccessfully argued in failed lawsuits that the consent decree was illegal because the U.S. Constitution confers power to regulate congressional elections to the state legislatures, but the National Constitution Center, among others, notes that the Supreme Court rulings allow legislators to delegate their authority to other state officials. Okay, and now the, these, so these were like people can't figure out what the heck is going to happen on Tuesday, Right. Because now they're thinking, like, maybe maybe Trump's telling people not to go vote because it's like, you know, it's all mucked up. So what what is the, what's the idea here? I mean, what's he trying to do? I don't, Does he man, not care? It's so hard to tell anymore, man. Yeah, Everything I mean, I do think so. It's he probably just, more he... important to him to cement the fact that, like, he is... He doesn't know. care. He doesn't care if he loses the Senate, if the Republicans lose the Senate. I mean, not I think enough. He cares, but I don't but think he cares to... more than than he cares whether people think that this stuff is real or not. Right. He's acting like he's acting like there's been a complete failure of the electoral system. And if that means increasing the chance that the that the Republicans lose the Senate, then so be it. 
Yeah, I'd I mean, say you, that's probably right. Do you think his chances are better if the Senate goes Democratic? His Who? chances. Yeah, what Trump's, are you talking about? Trump, Trump's chances in 2024 or, or whoever. Oh, he oh gosh, you. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't think it's going to matter by then because I doubt we're going to have a Democratic Congress in 2024. Right. He, in 2022, you think there's going to be a swing back? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a swing for. <laughs> like, I don't, th- I don't yeah. think they're going to win both these runoffs, personally. I, it could be now that they're, you know, all the Republicans are like, you know, threatening to like throw tantrum and not vote. Yeah, no, I was, um, I was, uh, I was kind of in the world in which Trump has, you know, Trump does this and it tips the tips the election to the to the Democrat. I'm trying to think gotcha, through. Gotcha. You know, d- d- does Trump see this stuff and say, "Well, look, I'm just not going to let this stand. I can't stand it." But is his brilliance that he has this sort of, you know, these antenna that go up and he says, and he's like basically saying, you know, this could all work quite well, actually. Like if the Senate goes Democratic, there's going to it's more likely in 2022 that there's going to be a you know appetite for more Republicans, and then by then I'll have figured out who the Republicans are that are you know real loyalists and peel them away from the these you know. These Republicans that didn't didn't stand up for me. I mean, does he have Man. that kind of savant kind of thing going? I I mean, I do feel like he's got those kind of he's got a sense for that. I myself, I really don't know. I like I I don't know if I can see him gearing up and doing this all again. I mean, like it might have been yeah. I feel like going into a second term as the incumbent is much more easy of a thing to just kind of let happen than like, you know, okay, I'm going to campaign again for president, even though that he seemed to really enjoy that. It's like, it must take everything out of you. I mean, like it seems like exhausting and, it's just like a lot of a lot of work, and you know, I, I don't know, man. Like it just seems like he didn't even. I don't know. Like everybody says this, but it, it, there was an error about it, like where he it seemed almost like he got himself into too much work. Like he seemed like he didn't want to really be president or whatever near kind of the end of it. And yeah. it's like uh, if that is even partially true that makes me feel like he's just gonna he's just gonna relax and kind of do media stuff maybe kind of fund his own operation or i don't know try to be like a kind of i don't know center or central kind of authority role on like oan or something like that but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, he doesn't he pro- like losing. I mean, he really doesn't That's like losing. That's very true. But, like, I mean, right? he must want to return to his old life. Maybe maybe the four years would be enough for him. I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? I mean, this is all mysterious. We're, like, living in some kind of weird world. It's very weird, man. Okay. Especially seeing, like, everything now, like, his moves now. It's just, like, bizarre. Yeah, I, I think I keep telling Gina when we go on our walks, you know, she just she doesn't really want to talk about this anymore. And I don't blame her. It's better. It's probably better for your mental health to not talk about it too much. But 
I keep saying, you know, I think it's just going to get, there's going to be a crescendo. I mean, it seems like this is accelerating. And I'm just going to, I mean, we're about to dip into the wild world of Lynn Wood, if you're ready. I don't know. Bobby, are you oh, still yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, didn't I want just you don't to have miss. too much to say about that. I, well, we're speculating on his on Trump's mental state, and I don't. You already said, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think it does any good to try to figure that out. I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just getting nervous. Okay. Sure. Do you guys know Lynn Wood? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who is that again? Okay. This he this is a guy who was a defamation lawyer, and he represented. Uh, Richard Jewell, who was accused, it was way before your time. This is, he's accused of a bombing in Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Uh, around the Olympics, right? And it turned that's out right. that it turned out Richard Jewell didn't didn't do it. He was just a weird dude. I mean, just a really weird dude. And then he represented the parents of John Benet Ramsey, who was this little girl right. who was, yeah. you know. Who she was like, I don't know, made up like an an adult. She was in a she was you know, in these beauty pageants. And then she's like murdered. No one, you know, and and so he represented, he represented their, her parents who were, you know, who, it it was all very weird. They all acted kind of strange and yeah, no one really knows. A similar situation to Jewel where there's a lot of the public perception of the guilt comes from weird responses to stuff. And then the media kind of picking stuff up and running with it. Yeah, and that's right. I think that's I think that's that's fair, right? I mean, you never know who's you, totally. There are we are weird people for sure. You never know exactly how you're going to act, and then you get into this frenzy of media stuff, and you know, no one's going to want to tell the other side or just say these are odd people or whatever. I mean, they were clearly odd people, but yeah, no one wants to be your friend in that situation because what happens if it turns out that you did do something bad? Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. There's no way for them to know either. Yeah, there's no way for them. Anyway, so that's the guy. And this guy, this now he's getting so that's that's the guy, and he's been working some with Sidney Powell in defending Trump or trying to push forward these um, lawsuits. I see this guy knows how to preach. I mean, he can give a talk. That's really pretty, pretty amazing. So I'm gonna so. He was at a Trump rally, I think it was December 2nd in Georgia, and he's getting people whipped up. So uh, I'm just going to play a few of these a few of these clips. I find them entertaining, but slightly disturbing. This is perfect. You're here because we, the people, will not let them steal our vote. We will not let them steal our freedom. Every lie will be revealed. And on January the 20th of 2021, Donald J. Trump will be sworn in as president of the United States of America. Okay. I mean, you know, so he's, you know, he's preaching that, like, these people want to hear that. Okay. You know, yeah, exactly. This is, this is, so that's a good thing to preach is what, something that people want to hear. Uh, yeah. Now, this is good. He's going he's gonna to say that we need to fight like a Flynn. And by he means Michael Flynn. Okay. Now I want you to imagine he's wearing a hat that says fight like a Flynn and he's got his America, make America great or keep America great, whatever it is now, red hat on the podium. Okay. And you'll hear him make a switch. We're going to fight like a Flynn, fight like a Flynn. <laughs> Here it is. And when we do, and we will, 
We'll fight like a Flynn. Switch hats. And we're going to make America great again. We go crazy. <laughs> the guy's got two hats. He's like a magician. All right. Now, here's, here's where it gets, this is where it starts to get a little weird. Now, listen to this. It's 1776 in America again. That's what they want to go and back to. And you're not going to take our freedom. We're going to fight for our liberty. We're going to send that message from Wills Park today, and we're going to send it all the way over to Beijing, China. We're not going to let you take our country over. Never going to happen on our watch. This is America. You picked a fight with the wrong people. No. I don't know what China was like in 1776, but I don't think they were... <laughs> Going after the U.S. Okay, so it's China. He said 1776. You know, China's uh, here. Listen, this is another message for 17 from 1776. We're gonna send that message to George Soros. Get out of our country, George Soros. 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 I really don't like George Soros. He is playing the hits, man. Yeah, right. No, hang on. Here. George Soros no even seems a little bit like, I don't know, out of Go vogue. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he's, you know, whatever. He's Jewish, he's rich, he's liberal. Right, yeah. right, right. That's, that's yeah, at least two out of three of those are always bad. In, uh... Good point. You're right. Yeah. <clears throat> There's Adelson, right? He's Jewish, he's rich, and he's conservative. Yeah, see, that's the well. thing. And you okay. can really, you know, the rich or Jewish, those could really go either one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Here's his signal. Here's, here's Lynn. We're just only like, oh, so far he's just kind of a, you know, like riling people up. So here's, here's his suggestion about where to get your, where to get your information. Now, everybody's been reading the media. Stop. It's a lie. Yep. Don't read the media. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with OAN and. Newsmax, they tell you the truth. Read the Epoch Times, they tell you the truth. Epoch? This is the battle yeah. between good and evil. Okay, there we go. The Epoch Times. The Epoch. I think it's, I think it's e Epoch, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Well, yeah. no. I don't I mean, know. That's how you fancy types say, uh, I guess. I love Bobby because he always gives the benefit of the doubt. Okay, come on. The guy's talking like I just guys don't. I just actually don't know. I mean, there's a lot of words that you could say a lot of different ways. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, you here, let's, there was this one, and you were very, you were, mm -hmm. you're, you're fair, man. That's the thing here. <laughs> I call you done. I call you done. <laughs> Don't go. You don't go. <laughs> don't go. Bobby's like, I think he was going to say he's done and gone. And <laughs> that, that is right. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah, I'd okay. actually answer Bobby on that one. <laughs> okay. So there you go with the Epoch Times or whatever it is. <laughs> Ep Ep what do you say? Epoch? Epic? Yeah. No, it's, it's not epic. epic. How do you say he says that epic. word? He says epic. Epic. How do you say that word? E P O C H. Ep I mean, epoch. I think epoch is is yeah. right, epoch. but I think epic might also be okay. That's why I said <laughs> that. Okay, all right, fair enough. It's okay Wait. in my book. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. This is when we start getting weird. Okay, so I'm not going right, to make I, fun of that guy for that. Okay, that's all yeah. Okay, here's here's where he's. This is where it makes me nervous because he's he's got this light and dark and all, all these biblical references. Which I think is 
potentially problematic. So here we go. <laughs> this is the battle between truth and lies. This election was a fraud on America. Donald Trump won a ma massive landslide victory unparalleled in the history of this country. And he's <laughs> going to stay in the White House because we the people voted for him. And we the people run this country. This country belongs to you and you and you and you. It belongs to the people. I mean, I don't, you guys, I don't know if you want to do this, but if you look it up, this guy can, I mean, he can preach. I mean, he's just walking up, he's just walking back and forth on the stage with a handheld mic. I mean, he just is like, you know, spit flying out of his mouth and people going crazy. Okay, anyway, so that's the battle between good and evil. Uh, do, 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 stop reading the media. Here we go. Listen to another biblical reference, but this is a weird one. The people are the rock, and we're going to slay Goliath, the communists, the liberals, the phonies. Joe Biden will never set foot in the Oval Office of this country. It will not happen on our watch. Never going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, Joe Biden in the Oval Office. Right. That's a line too far. Yeah, right. And what do you say? I don't know what. He, <laughs> this is the weird part. Listen to what he says about who the people are. Right. So there's David and Goliath. You guys know the story, right? Of course. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So there's this giant named Goliath, and there's only this shepherd named David, and and David's got to go fight Goliath, and all he's got is a slingshot. Basically, and he picks up a rock off the ground. Listen to the look. Listen to the, the where the rock is. The people are the rock, and we're going to slay Goliath, the communists, the liberals, the phonies. <laughs> Joe Biden will never set foot in the Oval Office of this country. It will not happen on our watch. Okay, there you go. So it's not that the people are David. The people are the rock. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's David, I guess. Okay, listen. Here's some more. All the power, not some of the power, all of the power. And there's a lot of Old Testament here. Belongs to the people. This is our country. We tell government what they can and cannot do. They do not control the people. This is our country. We're going to take it back. We're circling the walls of Jericho. People are praying in this country. We're going to circle the walls of Jericho. And God Almighty is going to tear the walls down. And we're going to take America back again. You watch it happen. You watch it happen. Mm. That's scary to me. That's and a little weird. Has this guy shown up in, in Trump world before? Because he was crushing. I think that, yeah, he is. I mean, it's, it, if you watch him, he is just, he can, he can work this crowd and he, I mean, he has no problem talking. I mean, he can cry. He talks about his mother. It's, it's, uh, it's something. Anyway, yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to, let me keep going. He says that he wants to form a new party. Maybe it's time to form a new party, not Democrats, not Republicans, but mm -hmm. Patriots. He goes, sees Patriots everywhere. So I'm kind of wondering now, like, what the hell is going to happen? Because, Bobby, you're clearly fed up with the Democrats. And you know, I think, he, you know, he's 
he and Trump are both sort of splitting the Republicans now for sure, right? They're going to see who's who's going to who's going to play ball in this alternate world or reality or something. Anyways, so would so so on Twitter, Lynn Wood goes on and he 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 calls for Georgia Republicans to just not even vote in the state runoff election. And but the, here's the part that I found fascinating. He says it's going to break the algorithm. So he's he's buddies with mm-hmm. Sidney Powell, and Sidney Powell said that uh, you guys remember she said that he would break that there were so many votes for Trump that it it broke the it broke the algorithm, right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now, now you break the algorithm, and that's when or thumb drives stuck in it, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the thumb drives came in, and they backed up the they came into the back doors and dropped the whatever. Anyway, so but here's here's a much more like laid out argument. Here's the argument that he makes about uh, about how this is going to work if you don't if the Republicans don't vote. So his argument is the algorithm works in precincts that are already lean Democratic. Okay. So that, I thought that was kind of interesting. So in these precincts, so around Atlanta, for example, they flip Republican vote. The algorithm flip, flips, allegedly flips Republican votes to Democratic votes. And what he says is if there aren't any Republicans left to flip, something very interesting happens. He says the algorithm, this is a quote, the algorithm was never designed for unheard of levels of GOP non-participation. The okay. algorithm will steal votes, you know where this is going, Steal votes for the GOP, but there will be so few and heavily Democratic precincts that GOP, GOP vote totals will go negative. Wow. <laughs> Equally outlandish so results big... were here in other districts. <laughs> the fraud will be so obvious that the Supreme Court can then invalidate the presidential election. <laughs> this is great. Real conservative senators can Wait. then be appointed. Go ahead. So their plan is to – they're going to have the, the – the Supreme Court's going to invalidate a previous election because of some stuff that you prove in a separate election. Correct. They're, it's going to—they're going to show that there's an algorithm that's flipping things because you're going to end up with negative votes. Because yeah, you got so many people to abstain from voting. Right. There's the, the algorithm just blindly flips. Apparently, blindly flips votes from Republican to Democrat in the in the precincts where they already lean heavily Democrat. Now, I don't know why that didn't happen with the rest of the ticket, but, but, but so his, his argument is by doing this, then the votes will go negative and the Supreme court will like blink, blink, blink. Oh my gosh, we were wrong. This really, this really did happen. So the, the issue is this has to be an algorithm that was pretty stupid, right? I was going to say, like, I love that <laughs> the idea is the algorithm is just the final step is subtraction. That's the most, that's the most convincing claim that they've made so far. I agree with that, Bob. I agree with that. I think you're right. Okay. So his plan, then it goes like this. Real conservatives, and this is the... It's, SCOTUS can then invalidate the presidential election. Real conservative senators can then be appointed after Kemp, Purdue, and Loeffler's arrests. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Purdue and I don't know why Purdue and Loeffler. I mean, I don't know what they did, but well, isn't Purdue the Secretary of State? Right, that's Purdue. No, Purdue is one of the two yeah, senators. The, oh, yeah. okay. In the runoff, I mean, Raffensperger <laughs> is the is the sec. I think or is Raffensperger. He's the Lieutenant Governor, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we got that wrong. And, no, he's. But, oh, oh. And Kemp is the Governor. Is that Kemp right? Kemp is Brian Kemp is the Governor. Okay. And Purdue. And Loeffler are the two people run two Republicans in the runoff election. I don't know why they'd be arrested. 
But here, I'll give you some. I'll give you some hints. So this is still we're still with Lynn Wood, right? The guy who can really crush it, like you said. Yeah. From the stage, this is a tweet from yesterday. This is a little long, but here it goes. For two months, we've focused on accusing the Democrats of attempting to steal the 2020 election for Biden. And by the way, it's 2020. He's done it like it's vision, like your 2020 vision. <laughs> uh, we focused on the presidential election. We focused on the obvious. Over time, we have learned the Democrats were joined by CCP and other foreign countries. I think that's China. I think that's Beijing, China. Right? Yeah. Right. We have learned that the globalists like George Soros and the elitists like Bill Gates were involved. CIA too, no surprise, military industrial complex. It all seems so clear we overlooked one of the main participants in the theft of the election. All caps, the Republicans. Oh, these, groups, these groups aspire to the goals of communism, a ruling elite and an oppressed class of people who exist to serve those in power. Now check this out. When arrests for treason begin... Put Chief Justice John Roberts, VP Mike Pence, and Mitch McConnell at the top of the list. Time to clean house in 2021. Let the military lock them all up. Again, all caps. The crime is treason. They are traitors. It must be done if our country is to survive and once again serve as a bright beacon of light that provides hope of freedom to the world. <laughs> Man. And then this last, this last paragraph. If Pence is arrested, Secretary of State Pompeo will save the election. Pence will be in jail awaiting trial for treason. He will face execution by firing squad. He is a coward Yo. and will sing like a bird and confess all. <laughs> this is literally uh, Russiagate. What does that mean? What do you <laughs> this, this is, this is like exactly a, yeah, the same fantasy. thing that the Republicans were, or that the Democrats were doing with the R Russia stuff. The, exactly the same thing. There are people on Twitter. Claiming that mm. people were going to be secretly, oh, you know, I see, put in jail or or executed and the Q or, stuff. It's like all the you yeah. know this kind of fantasy. Do, stuff. do you think so? The people, do was anybody who said that meeting with the president two weeks before doing this? That's where he was. Oh, On you the, mean about the Russia stuff? Like, no, yeah, I'm just saying this guy has access. Glenn Wood has access to the president. I mean, he was in the yeah, Oval Office. I mean, <laughs> The the yeah we we did a we did a bunch of investigations and like impeachment stuff like sort of adjacent to the Russia stuff like that wouldn't have happened if not for the Russia thing. I think the the difference is that the Democrats didn't have the White House at the time, and they wouldn't have had to do that if they had the White House. It's no, all of this is know, is a way to make you not realize that everyone is that is involved with these decisions is totally okay with you not having any power. I'm not following you, man. I, I just don't see how this is. <laughs> Maybe I, I need to go back and read tweets of the, of, of, of the lawyers that were, you know, I think advising. a lot of people think it's real. I, I'm just meaning that like these sort of big fantasy stuff in your head. Yeah is a result of you not having any sort of actual, you can't express your will in any way that feels real to you. That's what I think is, is causing all of the, like the Russiagate stuff. Um, and how, just how much the 
basically how high the hysteria got during the the Russiagate stuff. I get that. I'm I'm really, I'm asking you whether the hysteria got that high and was stated publicly among people who had such access t- to power. That's what I'm asking. I mean, where's the wacky person who's who who Pelosi was you know meeting with to try to figure out what to do? I mean, that's what the meeting was about. The meeting was about what can be done about the election. I mean, it was specifically about this stuff. Two weeks before, <clears throat> or a week and a half before this. Yeah, I, I mean, guess I, what I, I know what you're saying. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I should go back and look at what was going on. I get what you're saying. I mean, I think what I, I, I just feel like we're kind of screwed. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> today I was way? wondering, uh, well... Well, I'm wondering whether it doesn't really matter what's real. Functionally, it doesn't really matter what's real. What matters is how many people you can convince that something's real. Man, I came to this conclusion like two and a half years ago. Maybe yeah, I remember. Thank you. Well, no, I just remember <laughs> like it's funny that you say that because I remember talking to Bobby. And I was like, you know, something's like really like clearly revealed itself to me where it's like the perception of reality is like as good as reality. And it just, once you realize that people who are good at convincing people of things, like you understand how much power they have. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, religion is like like being shoved in your face, like, you know, super hard right now. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say it that way, I mean, from a if you if you turn around and think about things that are positive, so I, there's like religion uh, to me doesn't have to be literally true to be to be valuable, you know, to do good. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. It's it's around because somehow it's done something. Probably it's done something good. I mean, it's stick, stuck around for a long time. It shows up across all kinds of cultures, so it's probably useful in some in some way. And to, well, this is sort of like what was the, what was the South Park. Uh, the Book of Mormon. I mean, the whole thing is about, it doesn't really matter whether it's true or not. The question is whether people are better off because of it. And, you know, you don't have to throw out the whole thing because it's not true. You just throw out the part that isn't working very well. That's, I mean, that's what I took away from the Book of Mormon, the movie, the, I mean, the, the play, the book. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so I, I guess I, if I'm okay with that, you know, I have a, I have a warm spot for for religion because I think it it's it's worthy of some respect because it keeps sticking around you know there's something to it I don't I'm not saying that there's truth to it but there's something functional about it yeah definitely so if I'm okay with that I'm not sure why I would be you know why why would I be surprised that that people like you can cause things to happen just by repeating them over and over again and convincing people that it's not that strange or it's not that far-fetched or whatever yeah. I mean, oh, I would man, definitely guys... compare this more to, uh, I think it's more easily comparable to the, uh, and on stuff. Um, in just that, sure. like the, the kind of fantasy element is the most important. And like getting back to what Bobby is saying, kind of this lack of power or lack of, you know, avenue to kind of actualize what you want like these people really did want a massive kind of crackdown on on pedophilia and all this like you know they wanted a bunch of people arrested in hollywood and and, you know political uh you know politicians or whatever just to um 
arrested on a massive scale and they were saying like, oh yeah, these people are being like, you know, black bagged and taken away like in, in the silence of night in secret. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's like the, like what Bobby's saying is to think that like, oh yeah, Trump is, he's taking care of this massive undertaking yeah. and he's doing it in secret. Cause it's like, you know, he's, he's a super cool kind of, you know, awesome president who, who does this in a way where it's, he's, he's fighting the power or whatever going I mean, around the system or something. I'm not so sure that all like recording these podcasts makes much of a difference, but I am glad that we're talking about this stuff because I don't, I don't think there's been a week where I haven't left with some kind of change of the way I see things. Um, I don't think I'm less disturbed, but I should be, I realize I should be less surprised. I mean, I think you guys are more realistic than I maybe will ever be. So what thanks makes for you say that? It's What's hard that? to give up the, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go, uh, you go uh, ahead. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> no, let's all I go at the like, same time. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like for me, I used to be a lot of the things that I see in, like older people that have lived through a long time of seeming sort of like normal political normalcy. And it's, I think a large part of it is that you don't want to accept that things are that broken. Like yeah. I didn't want to accept that, but it was much easier for me because I had, you know, maybe 10, 10, like 11, 12 years, maybe tops of fairly normal, pre 2000 life and you were pretty young sorry what was right? that you were pretty young so it's not like you're necessarily paying that much attention to politics i didn't pay that much attention to politics but you start i think the thing is that normalcy comes to include a bunch of stuff that is like just very obviously not good for almost anyone like even on a large when you zoom out really far type thing yeah. like i think the Growing up in the era of airport security, I think really shows you it. This like doesn't really work. It doesn't. No one likes it. But we have to do this because of a situation that's been forced on us. And it's like, I feel like that's sort of one example of. Well, you just don't get to do something that other people do get to do. And the reason for that is because you live in this country. And then that just happens more and more and more ever since that. Hmm. <clears throat> not saying there's not good stuff about America. I just mean that, like, that's an example of a lot of functioning countries don't have to deal with that kind of stuff because that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't even help the thing that you're trying to do. Yeah. We got a lot to change. I don't know how to get there. But I, yeah. I'll tell you this. There is something I do know. In about 25 minutes, I have to go pick up pizza. Okay. That means my life is going to be better in about a half an hour. <laughs> would you guys like to play the game? I would. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, Yeah. You know what that sound means. It. It's time for... Mm, 
that tastes a little gamey. It's the game show portion of our podcast. Okay, here we go. What happened here? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Again. All right, there we go. All right. Let's see. I think I have to get my glasses. Let me get a score sheet. Who picks first this time? Do you guys remember? Good question. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead, man. Let's see. Don't probably really. This is up. Okay. Well, someday I'll get this all kind of electronic. Okay, let's put uh, Bobby. You get the first choice. Billy of categories. Categories are the usual categories. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair are superheroes. Innocent till proven guilty pleasures. Mid-brow to pop, uh, mid, low to mid-brow pop culture. Science friction could be science, could be not. Uh, Ocean's Eleven edition. And frame that tune. Bob, what would you like? Ooh. Um... Well, Ocean's Eleven uh, edition piqued my interest. Let's do whatever oh. that one is. Okay, here we go. George Clooney plays veteran astronaut opposite Sandra Bullock in this sci-fi movie about a large cloud of debris from a Russian satellite that spells disaster for their space shuttle. What's the name of the movie? Bonus if you can guess the year. Within one mm. year either way. George Clooney. Pretty sure it's Gravity. Um, What'd you say? I said Gravity. That's you, right. Though. Okay. I want to say I'm going to say 2014 for the year. You you got it. That's right. Yeah, it was very 20 nice. it was 2013, but you got one year okay. either way, so that's two for Bobby. He's taking a fast lead. Billy, here's your question. Matt Damon, that's the Ocean's 11 cuz they were both in okay. Matt Damon stars opposite Jodie Foster in this movie about a world in which most of mankind lives on Earth in poverty while the rich and connected live on a gigantic and luxurious space habitat in which nearly all diseases can be cured. What's the name of the movie and the year within one year? All right. Uh, well, I hope it's not the one with Tom Cruise, but uh, Elysium. Yep, you got it. And <laughs> year? I want to say like 2012. Well, you guys are moving too quickly. Okay, 2013. Okay, that's two apiece. Billy. Okay, very nice. In category, tied up. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair superheroes. Innocent till proven guilty. Pleasure is low to mid-brow pop culture. And frame uh, that tune. Innocent till proven guilty pleasures. Innocent till proven guilty pleasures. Now, here we go. This is, we're going to go back a little bit because I had this in the, in the, in the can for Christmas. Okay. Match the favorite Christmas dessert to the state. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you, um, each three states and your job is to match each dessert to a state. Okay. So the, the desserts are always cheesecake, red velvet cake, and a chocolate Santa. Okay. Okay, Billy, you got it, Billy? Yeah. Cheesecake, red velvet cake, or chocolate Santa. Mm -hmm. Your states are Michigan, New Jersey, and Georgia. So Michigan, Michigan what do you want to... Yeah, you get one point for everything you do right. There's one for each. I mean, it's, 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 these go one-to-one. So if you just said cheesecake for all of them, you'd get one right. Gotcha. Get what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, or should I should I pick a should I pick a dessert? I'm going to say Georgia red velvet cake. Okay, Georgia red velvet cake. And uh, let's see, New Jersey and Michigan. And you got cheesecake and chocolate Santa. Are there the three different ones for these? No, you've used up vel- red velvet it's, yeah, cake. Yeah, one to one. No, but so is, one is for there, each. Yeah. Okay, so there is one to yeah. one. Okay. There's one. It's one to one. Each state gotcha. has exactly one. Gotcha, gotcha. Answer. Um. Okay. Uh, you said New Jersey and uh, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. And you have left cheesecake and chocolate. Yeah, Santa. And chocolate Santa. Um. I'll say. Man, I really can't. This is just a complete blind guess. Um, Michigan cheesecake. Uh, New Jersey cheesecake. No, you already got it. Okay. I gave it to you. Okay. Oh, well, okay. You got three right. <laughs> okay. Michigan <laughs> cheesecake. The, okay. Sorry, Michigan cheesecake, New Jersey chocolate Santa, Georgia red velvet cake. Okay, here's your list, Bobby. Wow. Okay. Same, okay. Th- yeah. same thing. Same thing. Cheesecake, red velvet cake, chocolate Santa, and your states are Alabama, Illinois, and Ohio. Crap. That's much harder, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh, So it's Illinois, Ohio, and what was and the last Alabama. One? Alabama. Alabama in the south. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go similar. I'll say Alabama red velvet cake, okay. Illinois. Illinois cheesecake, Ohio chocolate Santa. Mm, sorry, you got the, you got one right. Alabama's oh, red velvet cake, up. but Illinois and Ohio. Really, to be fair, you guys both should just get a point. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's <laughs> what I'm going to give you. Fair. Billy, you get you get a bonus point for having thought of it correctly. Okay, uh, Bobby, it's t- tied three to three, uh, or it could be five to three if Billy took the two points that I gave him. All right, you don't. I think it's your turn, Bobby. You don't call. You don't write. Something's missing. Her suit is too tight to frame that tune. Let's do. You don't call. You don't write. Okay, you don't call. You write. Something's missing, and it turns out the it's the letter C for Christmas. Okay, this one's a little tricky. We'll do we'll do two of them each. Okay. All right. Or maybe we'll do three each. Okay. What's missing is a letter, sort of. Okay. This one involves two words. The first word starts with the letter C, and the second word is what you get when you take away that C from the first word. You got it. Got you. Bob, you got it? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a hint. We'll do an example. I'm going to give you a hint for both the first word and the second word, and you have to determine both words. So the second word is going to be the first word minus the C on the front of it. Okay, so if I said your hints are inexpensive and pile, the solution would be cheap. That's for inexpensive. And then you take take the C away and heap, which is a pile. Okay. So the first letter in all these things is the letter C. Okay, here's your first one, Bobby. The outer layer of a pie, an oxidized metal. Okay, crust rust. 
Okay, that's good. That's oh, sorry. I got to run the. There you go. Okay. Violate rules. And what you need when it's cold. <laughs> Cheat heat. Okay, that's good. Well, this is kind of. Maybe I. Maybe I. <laughs> maybe I remember how you guys were when you were in grade <laughs> school. Okay, the sensation of cold. And smaller than a mountain. <laughs> Chill hill. Okay. This is a little bit like the Inky Pinky game, isn't it? It is. A little yeah. bit, yeah. I think it's okay. easier than Inky Pinky. I'm going yeah. to give you the fourth one. I mean, you can get four because you guys are going fast. Okay. Go upward and an appendage. <laughs> okay. Climb limb. Wow. Okay. That's four for four. You ready, Billy? Yeah. Here are yours. Strong metal rope. Having a necessary skill. Strong metal rope? Metal. Metal. Oh, metal oh, rope-like. Oh, cable rope-like thing. Brilliant. <laughs> confined in a box of sort, sorts. Confined in a box of sorts and grew older. <laughs> confined in a box of sorts? Yeah, confined in a box-like thing. Oh, cage age. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you're getting the bells there. Okay, good. That's two for really. Stop or discontinue and freedom from hardship. <laughs> That's another good one. Um, this one's a little harder. Stop or discontinue. That's the first one. And freedom from hardship. That one can also be a verb. I'm going to give, yeah, it could be a verb. I'm going to give you a a hint here. Blank and desist is the first word. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Cease and ease. There you go. Good job. Lacking dirt, lacking fat. (laughs) Oh, clean lean. All right. Good job. Okay. You guys both got four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. It's seven apiece. Right. Okay. Billy, her suit is too tight. Frame the uh, science. Oh, sorry. Her suit is too tight or frame that tune. Um, her suit is too tight. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair of superheroes. Billy, Spider, Spider-Man is the superhero alias for whom? Peter Parker. You, what did you say? Peter Parker. Bravo. Okay, that's one point. Okay, what's bonus? What's his middle name? Does he have one? P- Peter Parker's middle name, yeah. I what is it, Benjamin? Who said that? Is it Benjamin? Wow, good for that? you, man. How could you possibly they, know that? Because they love Uncle Ben, and they're like, oh, dude, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if he were named after Uncle Ben? So he's even more important to his life. Yeah, they wow. probably didn't even think up names for his parents. Okay. That's probably not true, but... Bobby, you ready? I don't even know. I, I didn't know this. I had to look at that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Iron Man. Who's his, who's his alias? You know what I'm talking about. It's Tony Stark. Okay. What about his middle name? That I don't know. Um, this is where we separate the. I don't know. Is it his? Is it his, is his father's name? Gonna, I, I have no that's idea. what I was thinking. I'm trying to think of his, his father's name. Um, 
Man, I'm not sure if I know. I, th- I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it was like Fred, but I don't think that's going to be his middle name. Um, I'll just say that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It was, it was sorry. That's very rough there. Edward. Okay. <laughs> Edward. So, okay. Yeah, Edward. So Bobby's going to pick up one. Billy's going to pick up two. It's nine to eight. Billy's ahead. And what we have left is frame that tune. Are you ready? I think Let's it's... Do it. Wait, who went first? Billy went first. Okay, Bobby, this is yours. I, I went I went first this time. Oh, you went first that time. Mm, no. No, because we didn't spider I chose, I chose here suit. It's too tight. Yeah. Oh, well, wait. Okay. I, okay, whatever. I think you're going to... We, we, we alternate be, choosing. We don't alternate yeah, going. Yeah. Right. I think you're going to be happy with this, Bobby. Okay. Name the artist... This is these are these are people who are born on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. All right. Oh wow. Name the artist, the tune, and the year it was released. One point each. You get you within within three years on the date it was released. Okay. Either way. You ready, Bob? Sure. Okay, now the real question is, when did this come out? This is Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville. That's Uh, good. But what year? (laughs) It sounds like it's old, but I... I... Yeah, man, I can't. Wasting away in the <laughs> I want to say it's like 1990. I can't wait till we're together. We can karaoke. <laughs> Some people claim that there's a when did it come out? Oh, sorry. Were you asking me something? <laughs> yeah, it came out. Yeah. It came out in 1977. Sorry. Oh Dude, my that god. That was what I was thinking. Late 70s. So I, got, see, I was thinking 80s, and then I was like, I remember it a lot from the 90s. You got one, two, you got 10 points, Bobby, total. Nice job. Okay, Billy. You ready? Yeah. That's very polite applause, isn't it? Okay, here you go. Name the artist, the song, and the year within, what did I say, five, four, ten, what did I say, five years? I think three. Yeah, three. Okay. I think three, yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Man, I know this one. This one? Uh, <laughs> I'll help you out, dude. It reminds me of Colton's house. Listen to that bass line. I don't even think that was a bass. Nope. Before? No? Maybe not. Oh, man. Here it comes. <laughs> <Got> you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you get so close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I just. Okay, so this was like this was like. It's it's uh, living La Vida Loca. What Ricky Martin? There you go. And I'm gonna say something like. What year? I'm gonna say something like '98. <gasps> yep, that would have been. That's my incredible. Guess. It was 1999. Okay. All right. Wow. I was okay. trying to remember what the song's name was, and I was like, yeah, man. That's incredible. Okay, well, Billy Billy is the winner. He's got 12 points. Bobby's got 10. I haven't really uh, kept track of the, the overall scores between the two of you guys. You guys must be pretty close at this point. Oh, yeah, I think yeah that's overall, probably, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll just say it's about even. I don't know. Do you know Ricky Martin? He was like a what do you call it, a stalker? Did you know that? I remember that actually. No, and, I was just kidding. He's he's no, I was no, say, I, he's, he stalked me. We, Gina and I saw him at two places oh, about like two weeks apart. I remember this story. Yeah, yeah I remember in, like when out we of, went to New York. We saw him it. in one. Yeah, right. And I, right. I don't he's, remember oh, the other time. No, no, we saw him at the. Oh gosh, we were in the meatpacking district, and it was a. It was like a, um, it was like a Thai restaurant or something. You remember that, Billy? Uh, yeah. I mean, is that the one you're talking about in New York? Yeah. Yeah, I remember like the waiter or something came up to us. It's like, oh, that's Ricky Martin over there. It's like, yeah, this is <laughs> this like, is like 2000. I don't know what 13, year it was right? at that 12 time. Or something. You're talking yeah. to a 13 year old boy. It's like. <laughs> What do you okay. think? Are you psyched about this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think there was also somebody from the, oh gosh, what was it? There was some like cable TV show. There was a whole table of people over there. Yeah. So at any rate, that, that's right. It was New York. And then I was like giving a talk in Washington, D.C. And he came out of a, like he, he came out of the Starbucks while we were there. I don't know. Huh. I don't know why I'm telling you that at any rate. Okay. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Hey, that was fun. Thank That's you. the mm, taste of the game, game show portion of the uh, podcast. <laughs> the cast pod. All right, there you go. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank I, you. I I know I spent a lot of time just like spewing stuff out there, but I needed to bounce it off of somebody because I'm just like they spent the whole day like spun up and worried about it. And I think I'm still concerned, but I don't really know. Why yeah. I should be any? So I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like you said, things will be kind of weird until the twentieth, yeah. or you know, things will yeah. kind of be hopefully settled down by then, or you know, it'll kind of reach a, a point where it's well, got to we'll see do something. We'll at least have some good. We'll have some good content for another couple of weeks, anyways. Right. All right. What do you guys get, have planned today? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It good. just started like day. snowing here last night for the first time. Sweet in the season, yeah. But uh, that that is all gone right now. Okay. Well, stay warm, stay safe, and um, thanks again for taking time to talk to your old man. I appreciate well, it. Well, thank you for having us. It's always really fun. Well, oh, come on, <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> really, thank you, Dad. All right, Bobby. 
I'm talking to you on Tuesday. 11.30 your time, Billy. I'm talking to you uh, Monday. All right, sounds good. What time do you want? 11 o'clock your time. Yeah, that work? yeah, that, that sounds good to me. All right, you guys stay safe. Enjoy your weekend. Have some fun. All right, thank I'll you. I'll have a piece of pizza for you. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> <Sounds> enjoy that. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. All right, love you, Dad. Love you too. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right eardrum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. The one who mostly keep cash, but brag about the broken time. Joker rhymes like the issue just having to see me trick. Classical slapstick rappers need chapstick. A lot of them sound like they're in a talent show, so I give them something to remember like the Alamo. Tally ho, a hot joker like Space Game. Came back for five years, laying the stage the same set. Electromagnetic field, it blocks all logic. Spock and G-Shocks, a biological clock. When I hit it, slid it to the shitter, thought I killed a goose. Her power use was pure brittle water, filter juice. Keep a pen like a fiend, keep a pipe with him. Gentleman who lent a pen to a friend who write with him. Never seen this shit again, but he's still my dunny. The only thing that come between us is curling money. I sell rhymes like dimes, the one who mostly keep cash who brag about the broker times. Better rhymes make for better songs, it matters not if you got a lot of what it takes just to get along. Surrender now, so for serious setbacks, got get back, connects, wet back, get stacks. Even if you got to get jet black, head to toe, to get the dough, battle for bottles of mo or drove. This fly flow, take practice like Tabo with Billy Blanks, all your two kind, really thanks. To the corner lost forever like, oh my darling Clementine, he hold his heart when he telling rhyme. When is his time, I hope his soul go to heaven. He nasty like the old time, old number seven You still taste it when you chase it with the Coca-Cola Making wish they could erase it out the Motorola I told her, no credit for a bag If you want what they got, then go get it, it's all gag Only in America could you find a way to earn a healthy buck And still keep your attitude on self-destruct I sell rhymes like dimes The one who mostly keep cash but tell about the broke times Joker rhymes like the issue just happy to see me trick Classical slapstick rappers need chapstick A lot of them sound like they ain't a talent show So I give them something to remember like the Alamo Tally ho high joker like space game Came back from five years lane Stayed the same saying Electromagnetic field will block all logic Spock and G-Shock a biological clock When I hit it slid it to the shit I thought I killed a goose